Hey guys, it's Naylor. I have a big favor to ask of you. I know you just clicked play on this podcast, but before you get settled in, can you do me a big favor and go into the app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe? And while you're there, click download so you don't get any interruptions due to spotty service. This way you can fully enjoy the episode. Thanks guys. I really appreciate it. Here we go. for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR, Naylor Taliaferro, a.k.a. the Lawn Care Rookie, hashtag rookie for life. Yes, I am here again by myself. I guess that's why I get a little extra comedic, according to Paul Jameson, that is. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't have a guest in front of me to kind of keep me grounded or, um, you know, to, to kind of bounce energy off of. So it's just me, myself, and I. Um, great movie there, me, myself, and Irene. Another little uh, side note there. But anyway, Jim Carrey's... Uh, I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. So I digress quickly in the solo episode here. But in today's IBG episode, In Between Guests, uh, my second one of the podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the first one. If you haven't checked it out, it's my my nightmare leaf removal story. Uh, the long-awaited, much-anticipated story of my... Um, failure <laughs> basically is what that what that was so it seemed like a popular episode i got a lot of feedbacks got a lot of downloads one of the top listened to episodes out of the eight so far not including this one um or i, I should say the eight that uh before recording this one i, I don't I don't know exactly when this one's going to come out compared to uh, the other ones that that, that are, anyway whatever that that that's neither here nor there. At the point of recording this uh, podcast, that is one of the most popular episodes. So go ahead and, and go back through the playlist and listen to that episode if you haven't already. It's the first IBG episode where I just ramble on by myself talking about my humble beginnings. We'll just say in leaf removal. Uh, so, but in today's episode, this episode here, I want to kind of get ready to kick off the new year 2021 as we know 2020 was a very interesting year to say the least it was challenging in a lot of ways but also had a lot of silver linings i I will say that for myself as well as a lot of people locally and through social media i've heard a lot of good stories you know silver linings in a bad situation which you know silver linings that's pretty much uh, you know i'm not going to define the expression but it's one of those popular expressions of just finding a silver lining, you know, there's, uh, you know, turning, uh, making lemonade out of lemons, you know, is another common phrase there. So, so in this episode, I just want to kind of talk about basically my, uh, opinion on vision boards and my goals for 2021, um, as well as just kind of, like I said, hash out a little bit, you know, some silver linings for myself and, uh, probably some common silver linings for a lot of other folks in this industry and community. Um, and just, just some other key points that I wanted to touch on to kind of end the year 2020, as well as get, you know, looking forward to and getting ready for 2021. Um, I've been talking to a lot of folks recently, interviewing a lot of folks uh, in, in our industry, a lot of uh, pros and noobs and other rookies for life. And, you know, the, it's, a, it's a common theme 
for uh, wanting to wrap up 2020 and hurry up for 2021. And um, but, you know, saying all that, I remember in 2019, everyone was so ready for 2020. I don't even remember, uh, even understand what that was about. I, I really don't. 2020 has been so mind numbing of a whirlwind of a year that I don't even remember why people were looking forward to 2020 in 2019. Like, I don't remember what was so bad about 2019 and not, not to take away from any struggles, challenges, um, any, you know, really, uh, challenging times and, you know, down times that, that anyone had myself included because, I was the one saying, I don't understand why everyone's complaining about 2019 or why they are waiting for, they can't wait for 2020. I had a great 2019, but then I, I look at the, some of the folks like my family that, that I've said that around who were impacted exactly the same way that I was from a lot of tragedy of 2019. I lost my sister-in-law in 2019. That was a very tragic emotional experience for myself and my family. Um, I mean, I have uh, a logo on my enclosed trailer that my daughter drew when she went away to college. So those of you that don't know the story, my sister-in-law, so obviously that'd be my wife's sister, she was suffering from breast cancer off and on for many years. It went away. She was in remission for a while and all was right in the world, in our, in our family, in our life. And then it came back. And as what commonly I've been told happens when cancer comes back, it comes back with a vengeance. So it, it was very aggressive and just completely, completely overwhelmed her. You know, it was spread all over her body and, you know, she just did not do well. She did, suffered, um, a, a lot, you know, we'll just say, we'll just say that. So it, it was really hard to watch and it was a really tough uh, time for us. And, um, she ended up passing away, uh, in, um, the very end of August, beginning of September. I, I think it was like, I don't remember the exact day. Um, obviously my wife does, you know, forgive me for not remembering the exact day, but it, it, it was the end of August, the very end of August, like the last day or, or so of August, and my daughter had just gone away to college for the first time. And it, it, it was just very, you know, that was stressful for her as well as us as a family. You know, our little girl's all grown up and she's moving away to college over three hours away, taking on big, big things, but also not being a part of our house. You know, someone that was in our house for uh, almost 18 years and now she's not there anymore uh, on a daily basis. You know, yeah, she's done overnights and gone here, there and everywhere. But I mean, it's like day after day after day, you know, when, when days turn into weeks and there's not someone there that has been there for that long, it, 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 it leaves a certain type of emptiness. So we were dealing with that. She was dealing with that on her end. And then we lose, um, someone very precious and near and dear to our heart made my, made our daughter struggle even more with the transition of being by herself, you know, meeting new people, learning new things, going through the whole college scene and, and only was there a couple of weeks when this happened. So then her my daughter's birthday was at the end of September and it, it, that whole thing and then I'm preparing for the GIE plus Expo and people thought I was kind of like, you know, I not necessarily crazy, but people were just like, you know, were very kind and said had a lot of nice good words to say to me um and 
it was just one of those things where some people will probably not talk about that stuff and, and, and kind of keep it to themselves. But I, I really wanted to do the opposite. And for whatever reason, I felt like the best therapy is to get it all out and talk about it and cry as much as possible whenever it, it whenever necessary. Don't hold it back. Don't keep it bottled up. And that was how I felt my body and the human body needed to process that and needed to get through that. You know, everyone has to mourn. Mourning is a natural part of your body. It, it, it's a way for you to learn to love again. And you just have to go through that process. And everyone is different. Not everyone mourns the same way, the same length of time, or at least that's what I hear all the time. And I mean, clearly my wife, myself, my son, my daughter, we all dealt with it differently. There's not necessarily any right or wrong way, but I definitely don't think keeping it bottled up is the right way at all. So I try to encourage my family to do the same. You know, I tried to be respectful, but I didn't want to not ever talk about it. You know, I wanted to do as much as I could to bring attention to attention to it in a good therapeutic way. For example, talking about it, sharing it on social media, sharing my the, our tragedy on social media, um, Asking Chant with Chant's Daily Hustle to create customized uh, special limited edition Rookie for Life hats that were pink. Uh, you know, he's, he's made those for me uh, for many years now that were just the white and gray snapbacks. He made uh, white. Uh, he made pink and gray this time for me and um, for my family. And then people were asking for them if they could buy them. And I said, you know what? Let me let let let's do it. So Chomp put them on his website, and people were buying them. And then all of the proceeds was going to breast cancer awareness. So that brought more attention to it. Everyone kind of knew about it. I went to the GIE. I had my pink rookie for life hat. I had my uh, pink uh, work hoodie with my clean cut lawn care business logo in pink, which now I have, I wear every October, last October, and then this October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which I really never had anything pink. And while she was, my sister-in-law was suffering from breast cancer, I tried to find things pink to wear. You know, I had like a pink Nike wristband and I don't even remember what else I had, but I think I had pink gloves, you know, just some things like that, just to show my support. But that, you know, I really went, went all in at that point, unfortunately after she passed away, I really wanted to give back and bring as much attention to it as possible to help me deal with it. And, and, and you know, I'll be honest, I cried a lot more than I, I think I ever have in my life. But I think part of that is because as a man uh, and as an introverted person as I am, uh, I keep a lot of my feelings and emotions bottled up uh, by default. But I am a very emotional person, you know, so it, I think everyone has their own level of, of emotions. Human beings are emotional beings, but everyone deals with them differently. Some people wear their sleep, their emotions on their sleeves. Some people keep them bottled up and so on. I'm the bottled up person and being a man, society kind of ingrained in, in all of us to not be, you know, an emotional basket case. You know, that's, that's a woman's, you know, thing. And, and which is totally not really, um, true and it's also not the nicest thing it's not politically correct it's you know it's kind of a, a sexist statement and so on but you know we 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 don't want to go down that rabbit hole on this topic i'm just saying that for me personally that was something i, I probably have had a lot of things bottled up you know over the years and then you know once when you open the floods floodgates this everything just starts kind of coming out but it helped me feel better helped me be able to talk about my sister-in-law and about the situation more 
And the more I did, the less I cried. So even to this day now, you know, there's, there's, there's maybe certain things that I might say or memories that I might have and think about or talk about that might give me a little bit of emotion here and there, uh, a little bit of sadness. Um, and, and, and my goal was for a while to go through all of that to try and get it all out as much as possible. Um, so anyway, then, you know, I went to the GIE and, you know, went through that whole experience and there are so many gracious people. It also, I, I connected with a lot of people in a new way, um, new people in a new way and people I already knew in a new way. Um, if that makes sense, but because we had a new common theme, there were a lot of people that I didn't realize that maybe weren't as open as I was sharing their either their their personal struggle with cancer, breast cancer, or just cancer in general, or you know an immediate family member, whether it be their spouse, their wife, their mother, sister, you know whoever that also struggled and either won or lost that fight with cancer, whether it be breast cancer or some other cancer. So it was really a new way to connect with, 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 uh, people in our community. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't expect that at all, but it, it definitely helped. I think all of us, them and myself as another form of therapy to talk about it and just connect in that way. Or even if we didn't talk about it, just saying, sorry for your loss, you know, my, my wife struggled as well, or I have a loss as well, or I struggled as well, things like that. So that, I think that helped from a therapeutic standpoint for, for all of us as well. So I, I say all that to say, you know, again, long story, a uh, short story long with me, right? But that's the whole point of podcasting. You know, we we have this medium now to kind of get our thoughts out. You can just kind of listen while you go to what I have to say, because uh, I, I think there's a lot of people that can that can hopefully grow from this, from from those ex- experiences that I'm sharing and and anything that I talk about going forward. It, it's it's not healthy to keep this stuff bottled up and. I was going through all of that, you know, I, I canceled some things that I was supposed to do for social media and peer to peer, you know, mentor different things that I wanted to participate in some great opportunities that I missed out on because of all of these things. I, and, and it's not like I was, you know, I, it, it was for good reason, obviously, but I didn't say, I didn't think that 2019 was a horrible year and I couldn't wait for it to be over and, you know, wait for 2020 uh, because that's, that's just not, that wasn't the attitude that I had or have. My attitude was, you know what? There's still a lot of great things that happened in 2019. My business grew tremendously. I started to find some good employees finally, which helped alleviate some stress personally as the business owner, as well as contributed to my business having great success and growing. Um, you know, purchase some new things for my business. Just th- things were just do- going really well. I, I for business wise, and then social media with LCR Media. I didn't have a podcast, but you know, I was enjoying, still enjoying doing things on YouTube and creating content on there. Planning things for the GIE Plus Expo. You know, we'd had the uh, um, the 
planning for the the rally to be bigger and better than ever in the mega caverns, multiple rooms, everything was great. It went well, it was a huge success. Over 600 people showed up, record numbers. The previous year was 400 people. I mean, it was just it was just awesome to have that many people together and network uh, last year in 2019 uh, in October at the GIE Plus Expo. We had the live panel for the first time that I put together where the GIE Plus Expo gave us a room where we had a stage and microphones and uh, had over 200 seats or had 200 seats set up and it was standing room only and we had all the big YouTube influencers up there. I was the host. Paul Jameson of the Green Industry Podcast was the moderator and we were just uh, you know, hanging out, talking, Q&A, um, letting everyone in the audience take turns asking questions to folks like Stan, Stanley Dirt Monkey, um, Keith Kalfis, uh, Blake Albertson with B&B Lawn Care, Brian's Lawn Maintenance, um, you know, Brian Florentin and Brian's Lawn Maintenance, uh, Brian Shane with Top Notch Lawn Care, Chant with Chant's Daily Hustle. So we, we had all, you know, some OGs and, you know, some, some newer uh, influencers, but just, just big YouTube names, big YouTube influencers, a lot of great content that they were sharing live on stage and responding to different questions from the audience, asking questions that they maybe have always wanted to ask. And it was just a great, a great way to interact. And I'm always looking for new ways to engage and get people, um, together, you know, and keep building this community or helping to build this community, keep helping foster growth. It's just something that really, I got bit by that bug, you know, my first year on YouTube and going to the GIE for the first time, not my first year on YouTube, the second year on YouTube, I went to the GIE um, and met Geek, Geek to Freak and everyone that was up on stage with me at the live panel, met all them at the, for the first time, those of them that were there and met a lot of people that came up to me and said, hey, thank you for doing what you're doing and sharing what you're sharing on YouTube. You've helped me in this way or that way. And that really was impactful for me because until then it was just me making videos and seeing people commenting and seeing the views. But it it didn't really become real until I saw people, met people face to face at, you know, uh, the GIE shaking hands and having people thank me and having people know who I was. That's when it became real. And, and it became a, a different, a mind shift for me. It was, it became, um, not as much just to have fun and network and be a part of a cool group of, you know, YouTubers and, or, you know, um, budding YouTubers and this community that was in its infancy and being a part of that, it became more of like, wow, this is like this, this is really helping people change lives, grow their business, really strengthen and create new relationships. And, and, and I wanted to be all, I just went all in, you know, I wanted to be a part of that in any way possible. So fast forward, you know, all the years, like I said, to 2019 and we were going, it was like the, it was the best year for the GIE plus expo it really was when I, and I had a big part in that. So that was a really good successful year for me and LCR media and as well as my lawn care business back here in central Virginia, all that with what I just told you, the tragedy that was happening and the, the challenges that my family and myself were struggling with. And I did not say that 2019 was a horrible year or even a bad year and I couldn't wait for it to be over for 2020. I thought I had a good year. 
And I, I had to realize that, you know, not everyone felt that way, especially my family who didn't have the same type of successes or experiences that I was having. And they were having more of the downside of it all. So I, I can understand and empathize with everyone that had a challenging year in 2019, including myself. But I just wanted to say all that to say, one, be careful what you wish for, right? Because we got hit smacked in the face real hard by 2020. Just like the grass isn't always greener on the other side, right? So we were wishing for 2020. 2020 came and just smacked us all over the place. Um, and I, and also the other point is, you know, count your blessings, look at the silver linings, make the best with what you have, make that the best lemonade, you know, take all them lemons and make a lemonade empire with it. There is still plenty more to come as the LCR Media Podcast with Naylor Taliaferro continues in just a moment. Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine are family-owned and operated and conveniently located in Midlothian, Virginia. They can provide you with the latest and best in outdoor power products to make your outdoor living more enjoyable. Combine this wide array of selections with their friendly and knowledgeable staff and they're convinced Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine will become your only stop for all of your outdoor power needs. Go to terrysmallenginerepair.com or click the link in the show notes for locations and more details. Today's five-star rating and review comes from Mark Ross. He titles it High Expectations. One of my favorite lawn bros on YouTube teaming up with the best producer in the biz has me stoked for a high-quality, informative, and entertaining podcast. Well done, rookie. Well, thanks, Mark. I appreciate you taking the time to leave that rating and review. And again, guys, I take a moment of gratitude every week to read a rating and review. So if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and onto Apple Podcasts and leave a a rating and review. I appreciate it. I'm all about feedback and learning and growing so that I can make this the best podcast I can make it. This is the LCR Media Podcast. Once again, here's your host, Naylor Taliaferro. That's kind of my philosophy with that. And we're moving into 2020. Uh, We moved into 2020 and it was a crazy challenging year. I don't have to go on and on about that. You know, I went all into 2019 and my philosophy and thoughts on that. But the point is everybody was ready for 2020 and 2020 just smacked us right in the face. And it's, it's, it's been, you know, one of those years all the way around with so many different things going on that I'm not going to go into on this podcast. Just the fact is, the ultimate point still remains that we shouldn't let a number, a year, a politician, a pandemic, um, uncontrollable circumstances, environment, we shouldn't let any of those things dictate our life and dictate our success and dictate our vision and our goals. We just shouldn't. I, I guess those things are true. If it rains all the time, we can't get work done. If it doesn't snow ever, then we're not getting snow work. It, you know, if if people fall ill and unfortunately pass away, that's a huge blow, a hundred percent. I mean, that is; those are some hard things to get over. I get it. If you get sick, your family members get sick, um, whatever. Those things are 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 awful and they're uncontrollable, but you can control how you respond to those things, how you react to those things. You can let those things kick you down, 
and keep you down, or you can try and get through them the best way you can in however way that is. Like I got through 2019. I did not let, you know, there was literally, actually, I've only probably said this once maybe and not publicly, you know, like on social media, but there was a time during that 2019 during that fall, like end of summer, early fall time frame, where I almost thought about, like I, I started thinking to myself, do do I really still want to go to the GIE? Like there's so much going on right now in my life. There's so much sadness. I, I, I just don't know if I have it in me, but I was able to push through that and I had the best time at the GIE. And, and, and I knew that a lot of people were counting on me at the GIE and, and that helped lift me up as well because I, I, I want to be a leader. I feel like I'm a natural leader and I don't want to, you know, let that purpose go. I don't want to just, you know, hide that purpose somewhere, lock it away when I could be doing good with these gifts that I was given that I was born with, I want to, to use those for the greater good for my family, for myself, for you guys, for the community, for the industry as a whole, for anyone and everyone that I come in contact with. So that's what pushed me and motivated me to continue to go uh, forward with everything and make it the best that I could make it and have the best ending, I guess you could say to 2019 uh, going into the GIE plus expo. That's, that's kind of like, you know, Black Friday and the holidays for me, for the industry and the community. And I really look forward to it every year. And I pretty much at this point now plan for it all year. And as we know, for 2020, that didn't happen. I started planning like I normally do. And things just got a little crazy with the pandemic starting in March. And just it never seemed to go well. It never seemed to go away. It just didn't look good from day one. And it just kind of went from bad to worse. And then it just kind of got a little bit better. But still, everyone was like, yeah, I don't know about that. And everything just kind of got postponed and just to be safe. And, you know, so the GIE Plus Expo was postponed till 2021. So obviously, there's no rally, no live panel, no nothing. There's a lot of things that just got completely put on the back burner. And for good reason, a lot of mixed opinions with a lot of things, you know, and, and, but back to what I said, it's up to us to handle things appropriately and to take charge of our own life and our own decisions and how we deal with things. So for 2021, because 2020 is just one of those years, right? But I still had a, I had a huge year for my business. So not so much for LCR media though. I mean, I definitely, continued on YouTube can, and I'm can, and are continuing to do YouTube. I love YouTube and creating content. I started this podcast. So that's a good way to end 2020 for me, a good way to kind of bounce back through that. I didn't have any real personal tragedies uh, in 2020, still just trying to kind of recover, right? You know, you get all these one year memories of all of these things that just reminds you. So like when you have a loss, when, 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 when you, when my sister-in-law left us this, it created this huge void. And then, you know, what you, you can kind of get through that for a few months, try and get over that or, you know, do what you got to do. Like I did to, to give myself some therapy and cry it out and kind of get through that whole situation, help my family through it. 
But then a year later, you start kind of going through the whole thing all over again because, you know, the beauty of social media is you have all these wonderful reminders, which are normally good until it's like reminders of all the, you know, reminders of my sister-in-law. Like, oh, one year ago today, we went to Disney World, you know, with my sister-in-law or she visited us for Christmas or we did this or we did that. And it's like, you know, you start you, you start crying all over again, which is good because those are things that you that weren't available, emotions that weren't available at the time, those thoughts and memories, and now they're coming back up and you're, you're learning to deal with them. But the point is that, it, it, you know, 2020 was more, there was some more challenge with that because all the yearly memories popping up. So there was all that going on. So with that being said, there was no new fresh things that happened in 2020 as far as, you know, those challenging times uh, personally for any losses or anything like that. Um, you know, my daughter was getting acclimated to college, but then with the pandemic, it kind of twisted everything around. Everything became virtual learning and she was home, which is good that she was home, but she had to learn how to learn basically all over again, virtually instead of being able to interact with her professors and, and, and fellow students in person and in class. And it's just a much different learning experience. I'm sure that all of you know that now, uh, doing things virtually. So we, we all had to learn things all over again, how to work, how to, I mean, not us in the lawn and landscape industry, but you know, anyone that, that, you know, went to offices and buildings and all that kind of stuff that didn't work outside school classrooms, everyone had to relearn how to do that a whole new way, safe way, a socially distant way, virtual way and all that. So 2020 really has been challenging for all those reasons. But with that being said, because people were home and they were doing their thing, um, you know, they, they were trying to, like I said, cope with everything and learn how to kind of re, re, redo life, rework, you know, relearn and so on. They were home and they saw all of these things like, hey, my lawn you know, needs to look better or, you know, I'm going to get this, you know, patio installed or I'm going to get this mulch bed installed or get this fixed up or get these bushes under control or trim these trees up or whatever it is, you know, insert lawn landscape service there. And that's what everyone wanted to get done, whether they did themselves or they hired us as professional contractors to do it. It was a, a big year for 2020 for the lawn and landscape industry. Equipment sales were up. Um, obviously, equipment service services were up, like repairs and everything for people that dusting off their equipment that you know maybe maybe they couldn't afford to um, hire someone to do it. But now that they're home more often, they're just going to, you know, try and do these things on their own. So they're buying things, fixing things, getting their own mulch and all that as well as hiring us. So we're also buying new equipment, fixing things that maybe we put on the back burner, but now we need because we have more work to, to, to get done. So we need more of this or more of that, uh, you know, and, and um, also getting more mulch, you know, because more people are contacting us, for example, and, and dirt and rocks and all these different projects. So the green industry as a whole really boomed for 2020 unexpectedly. It's one of those industries that was kind of pandemic proof. We didn't really know what was going to happen in the beginning. I know I was kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, you know, I kind of was a little hesitant to, to, you know, 
to hire people and, you know, the phones weren't really ringing right away, but then everything just blew up after that. So, uh, it was just kind of like a little lull, I guess, with people trying to figure out what was going on. And like April came, May came and things were just, were popping and it, and it hasn't looked back ever since the people that didn't lose their jobs, which a lot of people unfortunately lost their job or, you know, around the country in other industries like restaurants specifically, um, that got shut down and clubs and bars and all those type of situations. As long as people didn't lose their job that were your customers, things were still good. You know, we still, they still paid. They still want all this work to get done. If they were able to work from home and so on, they didn't get laid off or furloughed. Things were good. And that was, seemed to be a large portion of customers for the green industry. So all in all, 2020 in that sense, that that's, that's a huge silver lining. I know for me personally, because kids were virtual schooling, I was, uh, I had a couple of high school kids as well as some older, um, some, you know, young adults working for me and they were available more, you know, instead of only being available, instead of like barely being available until school was out or only being available after like two or three, they were available all day, every day, you know, they still had their virtual learning, but they kind of squeezed that in wherever. So, so, I mean, there were certain days obviously that, that they had different availability, but for the most part, they were available so many more hours and so many more days because they didn't physically have to go to classes. You know, the virtual learning was shortened. There was a lot of adjusting, um, a lot of just not even doing any kind of learning until the teachers could kind of figure out some sort of game plan, how to finish the year and so on, and then prepare for this year, uh, you know, for, for, for the for the new semester periods and all that. Um, and, you know, so that was a silver lining for me because I was able to give the kids that I had more hours. So I didn't, you know, it, it helped me not have to necessarily hire more people and I have to like work around schedules as much. It just, it made it a lot easier for scheduling. We were able to get, we were able to kind of deal with the increased workload of people wanting more work done because I was able to give more hours, uh, as well as, you know, I, I, I found more employees, uh, there's an influx, obviously, of people applying for jobs because they were furloughed or laid off. And I was able to find my best employee that I currently have. Uh, he's a 53-year-old. And he has been in this industry off and on for like over 20 years, worked for several different local companies, big, small, everywhere in between, worked for himself, um, and has been kind of you know off and on doing different things. But you know where he was working... Um, he wasn't able to work anymore because of the whole pandemic thing and uh, the quarantines and the restrictions and social distancing and everything. So he was looking to get back into the industry, found my my app, my uh, job listing, applied, boom, hired him. And he's it's, he's been the best thing that, that it, that's that been going for, for my company uh, so far. So it's been a great year for that, um, as well as the overall business growth, just more work, more people wanting more work and more customers contacting me for services. So my business has grown a good 30% in revenue over last year in a year where people were thinking we were going to lose money. Um, I know some people in other parts of the country that started late because of their state's restrictions that were more, you know, it went state to state. So some states were more restricted than others. Uh, so some, not everyone had this kind of silver lining. I totally get that. And, and I respect that. And, you know, I, I want to be empathetic to that. Um, but so everyone kind of has their individual story there, but ultimately it wasn't, you know, for our industry, it, it wasn't as bad as others and it wasn't as bad as it could have been. And again, it comes down to what 
how you handled that, how you controlled that. Did you freak out? Did you, you know, refocus? Um, you know, what, what, what is it that, that you did to get through this, to navigate this? And hopefully those of you listening did navigate through it, you know, hopefully you came out on the other side and you are looking forward to 2021 just because you want further growth, not because you can't wait necessarily for 2020 to be over. Yes, it's been an extremely rough year, but apparently so was 2019 and 2020 wasn't any better. So let's not wish for the future. Let's focus on the present. We can plan for the future and have goals and dreams for the future and make plans to achieve all of that in the future, but let's not lose focus of the present that we are in, the present moment, day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute. Let's enjoy those times because as you know from my story earlier with my sister-in-law, life can be short and you want to enjoy it while you have it. So definitely do that. Um, and, and, uh, you know, just don't get caught up in all of the drama and, and all of the, I can't wait for this and can't wait for that. Just don't rush life. Don't rush things away. Um, so with all that being said, the beginning of this whole episode here, right? Short story long. That's, that's how, how I roll. As you guys know, um, my opinion on vision boards and what my goals for 2021 are. So when I first thought, when I first would hear about like writing goals down things like that. I always thought it was hokey. Like I just really thought it was just like a waste of my time. I didn't have time to be writing down goals and all that kind of stuff. So I just never really did it. You know, like my thing was I I can just have it in my mind. I can just visualize my goals, you know, like as long as it's in there, it's in there. Right. You know, and, and there's a lot of truth to that as well. You know, you, you, you having your, having them in the front of your mind always and visualizing your goals is huge. It's putting that out into the universe in that aspect, but that's just only part of it. The other part is writing it down because there's something special that happens when you actually take pen to paper. And I'm not even talking about type of stuff in your phone. That's totally different, totally different try it one time. If you have a to-do list and you're stressed out about it, write it on a piece of paper and then cross the stuff off or check it off as you get done versus another time in the same situation uh, or similar situation, do it on your phone, type it on your phone and then cross it off if there's that feature on your to-do list on the phone or just check boxes off or whatever and see how you feel. It's completely different. There's a there's something about pen to paper that your mind connects versus, you know, obviously just thinking about it and also just typing it on your phone or something like that. It's just like reading a book. There's something about reading a book versus listening to a book. So many positive things with that. So when it comes to goals and vision, not only just thinking about them and visualizing them, but writing them down, that's almost like the one-two punch. You know, you got that those two things together starts to manifest whatever it is that you're thinking, visualizing, and wrote down, it uh, it starts manifesting itself into your life. Uh, And the more that you look at it and read it, and it keeps it fresh in your brain, keeps stimulating the visualization of those, those goals. So that's, you know, I went from not believing that and thinking that was a waste of my time to just kind of, I'm not really sure what made me start to do it other than 
you know, changing my life and having, you know, basically a mental breakdown and, and just not being happy with anywhere that my life was going with my marriage, my life, my relationship with my kids. I was just working my life away in retail management. For those of you that don't know that story, that's for another day, another whatever I've talked about on YouTube and all that. You can go on my YouTube channel at LCR and that little uh, home video welcome video on there is my story. It's, you know, it's a long video of me just going over my, you know, from my retail management days to where I was at in lawn care at that point and why the transition and what I had to go through and all that. But it, it was really bad scene. And I finally just kind of just gave up and quit retail and went all into lawn and lawn and landscape, which I had started doing part-time a year prior, fortunately. Uh, but again, I go into all the details of that story, how, what, when, why on that YouTube video. So I won't go into that here uh, on, on this podcast, but I, that transition, I think, helped me start really rethinking things, and I started doing a ton of research. That's how I stumbled upon this YouTube community in its infancy, um, and became, a, you know, one of the leaders in the community and helped foster growth and and just really help others as they helped me. You know, it was a mutual thing. We all helped each other, and, and all through that growth and all of the self help and audio books and podcasts and everything that I listened to and took notes on and tried to execute, it all just got in my. It all came in my brain, and I just by default just started writing things down because I just didn't wasn't feeling good about putting it in my phone. Yes, on the fly, on my mower or whatever, I hear something on a podcast or an audio book, I bookmark it or I. You know, if it's a podcast, like whip out my phone real quick and type jot something down in my phone so I don't forget to look it up later or, or whatever the deal is. But then ultimately, I would start writing things down when I was home. You know, I would write things down for my business, write things down for social media, write things down for life. I, I got a, a journal, like a personal journal or diary, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I started writing down just personal stuff and just how I was feeling day to day. It was part of like my self-help and a lot of, you know, therapy and things that I was uh, going through on my own and, and learning about and reading about to try and get my life back together while building a, a business at the same time uh, and then turning into a social media um, aspect as well. And that just got, got me into the whole writing thing. And it felt very therapeutic for me to write. So then I started doing that for all of my other goals and, and, and thoughts. And it, it, it literally, I've shown Paul Jameson this. He's proof. He's seen my most recent, my YouTube book, my YouTube um, journal, diary, notebook, whatever you want to call it, where I've Everything I write down in there, it's like it magically comes to uh, fruition. It, it just manifests itself because I'm constantly thinking about it. I'm visualizing it and I write it down and it's almost like it becomes it becomes a fact for my life. You know, like everything about me is now um, determined to make that a reality. So that's the beauty of goals and vision boards, basically writing things down, putting it up on a board so you see it all day, every day. Um, th those are great tips, great tactics. There's a lot of people like Brian Fullerton and Paul Jameson talking about that on their podcast. It's a great thing. I, I think it, it, it definitely is a way to win. It's a way to move into the future and uh, still focus on the present and and. and be able to connect your mindset, your vision with actually writing it down and putting it on a board. You connect those two things and it's going to manifest itself and you're just going to crush 2021. So that's all I have today, guys. Um, 
I didn't want to make this too long, so it looks like about 40 minutes so far, but, you know, we'll, we'll see where, where we end up with, uh, you know, some add-ins here and there, commercial breaks and so on. I appreciate appreciate you guys listening, and boy, do I have an awesome episode. The whole point of the IBG episodes for me is to not only share, you know, what's relevant to me and that I feel is relevant to you in the moment that we're in going into 2021, transitioning from 2020 to 2021, talking, you know, recapping the previous year, getting ready for the next year and so on. But that's also for me to set up the upcoming episodes. And when I tell you that you need to, or you should let you really want to listen to the next two episodes, two part, I sat down with Kevin Kanin, I think is how I pronounce it. I forgot, uh, I believe, but um, I think I said it right. But he not only worked for me part-time for a few months, but he followed me on YouTube before that. And we connected, you know, he's in my, lives in my area, works in my area. He has his own solo lawn care company uh, with 50 to 80 clients. It's fluctuated over time. He's worked for multiple large companies, uh, lawn and landscape companies in the area, um, a, a, a nursery and landscape supply company, a national, um, one of the top 10, I believe, companies in the industry. And just recently left there to go work for a regional, uh, more local regional company, but still a big corporate company. And he just has a lot of experience and a lot of tips and a lot of great stories to tell and talking about everything from obviously his experiences through all those different jobs, why he did all that, um, the different different setups that he learned, his setup, what works best for this and that, and what why this company did this and why that company did this and all this stuff that's really, really great, valuable information for anyone looking to start their business, grow their business, or just wants to enjoy a good listen from a really smart, intelligent guy and someone I call a friend and a a peer, a mentor, uh, none other than Kevin himself. And he went to college during all of that and got a business degree. So, uh, so it's it. it he, he, I can't you know do it any ju- enough justice. You have to just listen to the two part episode. You will not regret it. And that's kind of the the direction we're going to go. We're going to move into um, some more s- episodes about snow removal. Uh, maybe recap some more leaf removal, winter work. Just some more um, folks you know, this time of year, kind of reflecting on 2020 and what's new for 2021. And that's kind of the next batch, the next season, if you will, of podcasts for the LCR Media Podcast. So with that, I will wish you guys a happy new year. And again, make 2021 strong. Focus on what you can control. Don't focus on what can control you. You guys have a great one. I'll catch you on the next one. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. 
Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.